Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we're talking about Cloak and Dagger, Episodes 1 and 2, First Light, and Suicide Sprints. All that right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall, a new Marvel show starting now. Hooray! I'm so excited. I am too, man. We're I was I was sad. Shield being over, not over over, but over for the season. We finally got something new right up right 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 after. I feel like they really I feel like Marvel is really catering to people like us that try to watch everything cuz it's like every time one thing goes off the air, they bring something else up. <laughs> yep. Like Inhumans yep. was in the break and then Shield and then Cloak and Dagger and all those Agent Carter seasons that they stuffed in the middle. Um <laughs> And then here in two weeks, we've got Luke Cage Season 2. Yeah, that's going to be insane. Out. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about our uh, our schedule for recording that, because we're pretty much going to have to do it right away. <laughs> yeah. And then two weeks after that is um, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, yeah. When is Ant-Man and the Wasp? What's the date? Uh, that is supposed to drop July 6th. Uh-oh. Um, I'm going to have to see it July 5th. Uh-oh. What, what, what's uh-oh? I'm going to be in Alaska the hell is in alaska i well nothing currently but Alyssa's family my girlfriend who has friend of the cast um <laughs> <laughs> better better friend of me um <laughs> uh, we're, we're going to alaska with her family for two weeks actually so we're gonna have to uh front load some luke cage and we might have to wait a couple days to hit the the other one because i don't think i'm going oh, back to july 10th you can get you can do an instant cast with somebody else i guess but we'll talk about all this off air but uh but yeah we, we'll, 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 we'll get some casts out for sure are you just like did you listen to all of wolverine the long night and then just decide you know what i want to go to burns alaska too yeah i have to be there yeah that have makes to sense there. totally there it is that's where it is seems like such a At, peaceful town i you know figured it out i figured it out <laughs> Oh, man. Pretty excited, though. Alaska. I've never been. My dad grew up in Alaska, actually. Really? And he has always talked about how great it was there. And how just a, his dad was military, and I guess they were stationed in Alaska for a while. Yeah. And so he's always told us about how great a town, or just how great a state it is, and how beautiful. And he's always wanted to go back. And it's, it's kind of cool to finally get to see the, his where, where <laughs> he grew up. Not that we're... I think we are going to be in the city where he grew up for a little while. So hmm. it's pretty neat. It's rather cold. Yes, that's the yeah, that's true. We are going <laughs> in the summer. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, you're gonna uh, you're gonna see that there's no, uh, not really any nighttime. I think during the summer, if I, I recall correctly, I think we're gonna have a couple weird days or something. I, don't, I haven't I haven't figured it out yet. I that confuses me. I don't understand how that works. <laughs> I know tilt to the earth, rotation, something. I don't get it. <laughs> This is I don't more know how of a, this works, man. This is more of a science fiction cast than a real the science cast. Let's move on to Cloak and Dagger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're talking about Cloak and Dagger today. Um, so uh, before we get into spoilers, initial thoughts, my friend, Cloak and Dagger. I actually I'm really liking the show uh, for it being a a freeform show and and supposed to be you know like what ABC Family has turned into. It felt like a really solid like late teens drama like. Uh, young adults, I, I would not, I'm not sure that there are parts where I feel like the younger kids would be okay with, you know, some of the things that were brought up there, like 
just the random sex in a car. You know? Yeah, the, the sex in a car surprised me, honestly. And not even, I haven't been thinking about the fact that it's ABC Family. Just the fact that, uh, I don't know, she just seems, I don't know how old they actually are and supposed to be in the show, but she seems like she's like 16, 17, maybe. And then the random sex with the older boyfriend in the car, I was like, that's a little that's a little scandalous, but you know it's it's, it's Narlands, man. It's realistic, uh, but yeah. it, but it's still a little surprising. Um, and that's that's the thing that I kept feeling like throughout both of these episodes, like wow, these are real these are real people, like not like Luke Cage real people where like everybody's kind of a caricature of somebody in a neighborhood. Like this is right. just these are people living in New Orleans that like I I know I could know these people. I've yeah. seen these people before. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, man. No, nah, man. They aren't real people. Yes, they are. I saw them on TV. They're <laughs> right there. Good point. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I really, really dug it. Really dug it. Um, I thought I thought it was really. Uh, I don't know. Pretty pretty well plotted. Um, the origin story was fun and interesting and pretty intense and emotional for both characters Um, yeah and they did a really good job flipping back and forth between the two the two lives and showing like yeah they lead sort of parallel lives but like they're the two sides of the coin like they're they're the two different faces of the die so to speak and and then there's the this is what i don't know i i knew their powers from comics were that he could teleport them and somehow they, their powers sort of feed off each other, as far as I understand it. And they, he can teleport them, and she can make daggers of light. That's what I knew about. Yep. I did not know about some of the other powers that they show in the show. And I, and, and I guess we don't want to spoil yet, but um, some of those powers I wasn't sure were from comics. But in, anyway, we'll, we'll get into spoilers. Um, I want to bring some up before we get into spoilers. Um, I wanted to ask our audience for something. Uh, I'm making a music video in the next couple weeks, and it's uh, it's a cover. It's actually for our friend Nathaniel Muzzy, who supported me on Kickstarter, and we're doing and we're, I'm doing a cover music video of a song called "Hail to the Geek," and you can look it up. "Hail to the Geek" on uh, on anything any of those services um but yeah you look it up on youtube or whatever there's a song called hill of the geek by deaf pedestrians i think they're called um but uh i was doing a cover for nathaniel as a kickstarter award and i and in the video uh because it's like all about being geeky and loving the geek stuff we love i thought it'd be really fun to have different people like kind of standing proudly in front of their geek collections (laughs) <laughs> so i'm yeah. trying to get some of our i wanted to reach out to our listeners because that's the perfect listenership to ask uh if you have a collection of nerdy things like i've got board games and i've got all those pop figures and i've got like a few things like that um around my house i'm gonna like make a video just like cross-armed standing proudly in front of my like uh like sort of standing proudly in front of my treasures <laughs> yeah <laughs> And I thought I was thinking of like your dragon horde. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um so 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 I thought it'd be really cool if I could get other people to do the same. Doesn't have to be super quality, can be just cell phone video and just like get if get somebody else to hold it or whatever. If you if you have to do a selfie video of just like looking proudly into the camera and kind of surveying your objects that you're proud of. <laughs> that you're whether it's Star Trek, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, whatever, like any of that stuff would be really rad. Uh, 
whatever your nerddom is, video games. Uh, my, like I said, mine's bo- one of mine is board games. So I'm gonna uh, try to get as many people to send me videos of them just standing proudly in front of their geek collections, and I'm gonna use them as part of the video. So uh, if you get a chance to do that, it'd be awesome. Uh, and now let's go into spoilers. Uh, I figure we might lose some people when we can do spoilers. So I want to go ahead and mention that. I haven't even told you that, <laughs> Jeff. Jeff, I want you to do it too. Okay. Be rad. Um, okay. I don't. I don't. I have so many things though, like everywhere. Yeah. I, I'm gonna have to collect them all into one space. Well, you could do like you know different, a couple different ones if you want. Well, like I've got my work collection of things that just sit on my desk, and then I've got like my shelf here, like that has several different versions of Mjolnir on it. <laughs> oh yeah. That's that's definitely your nerddom. Thor is your nerddom. So. Yeah, that'd is. be funny. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so everybody, if you have a chance, me and me and Jeff are both probably going to do it, and uh, and I'm going to do it, and Dave from DC on Screen is going to do it, um, and uh, the more people I get, the better the video will be. Dave, have you heard, have we talked about Dave's new house? No. Okay. We have not. This is no one may care about this, but it's it's interesting enough that you all might like it. Um, Dave from DC on screen, you may all listen to his show and he may have, I think he's talked about it a little on there. He just got married and got it and has rented a house and it's the first time in his adult life where he's had an entire house to work with. Right. He's always had roommates or lived, lived with his parents a little while while he's getting ready to get married and, um, going back and forth with the, so now he's got an entire house that's kind of his to decorate. He oh, has God. an entire DC room an entire Marvel room, an entire <laughs> Star Trek like section of his den, uh, entire movie. This is like a, a wall of movies. He has an insane amount of collectibles, and he's going to be posting them. He's probably going to be in the video multiple times, standing in front of his various collections because he has so much. I mean, and he has filled an entire DC and Marvel room, like to the to the every part of the wall is covered in figurines and posters and models and everything it's insane it's like every nerd's dream house it's pretty awesome so that's pretty cool all right hopefully that will be right. featured in our in our in our health of the geek cover um okay let's get into some spoilers about cloak and dagger okay um okay spoilers in three two one i don't know what to spoil she killed a dude she didn't, though. And, and she's kind of a jackass. Oh, yeah, she didn't. That's right. <laughs> she, she she stabbed the dude real good, and then she's kind of a jackass. The, the, the whole thing with her psychology was kind of rough, and particularly her leaving that dude when he, you know, just gave her all of his money to get her out of a bond. Several thousand dollars. $5,500. And God. that was most of what she needed. And it was just for her, too. Like, he's not worried about himself. He's just trying to help her. And, 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 well, one thing I did not understand is how did the cop find him? Was it because of the, they, they did the, they did that last job? What do you mean? The, the cop who was chasing her the whole episode finally finds him and, and, and puts him under arrest at the end. I didn't oh. exactly understand how she found him. Um, I think, I think it's more of a like she had the 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 sketch of Tandy, 
and then it was like, um, you know, she's looking for, uh, what's the word? Known, known associates, right. I guess. Right, right, right. And then, you know, like got him and put him under arrest. Yeah, um, I feel like it had to be a little more for her to arrest him like she did. Because if you just are a known associate of, of a person, you don't get like thrown on a car and cuffed. Um, well, I, maybe my, my only theory about that is that maybe she tracked him down to the to that wedding. Yeah, and then saw the robbery or like found out about the robbery that went down and arrested him for that. I just don't know. Um, but yeah, really. Uh, that that was all. I, f- I found myself very interested in both their characters, and and I, none of them felt like caricatures. That was a really good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. They they don't feel like you know the the lowest common denominator, or yeah, you know, they didn't feel like the most extreme version of their their particular um, background. Yeah, they just they just felt like real people. Well, and then we've talked about this before, but. Even just the, and I don't know if it's this way in the comics or not, but they've they've inverted the stereotype in that the young black man has like um, professional, upstanding parents. Yeah, and yeah. then the, uh, the 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 white girl, <laughs> the kind of like cute, pretty white girl has the you know rough past. Well, I mean the the characters debuted in nineteen eighty two. In Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, mm-hmm. number sixty-four. Um, but yeah, they they debuted in nineteen eighty-two. So like, you you know that obviously the black man was living on the streets, and the the young pretty white girl ran away and ran into him, and now he's uh, okay. showing her, gotcha. you know, yes, how yeah. life on the streets is. I didn't I didn't know for sure, but I figured that might be the case. It's cool that they inverted that. I dig it. Um, I still yeah. I I don't know how Cloak's powers work. From the comics, and I and I so I and I don't know how they're supposed to work here. Like he, it, it seemed like whenever he covered himself fully, he could disappear, but that didn't always happen. And then the last time, he just teleports for no reason. It seemed. It seems like some sort of spike of adrenaline causes it. Similar to how mutants are, their powers get kind of sparked by you know that surge of adrenaline, or you know that that welling up of emotions in some way. Um, yeah. It seems like a lot of characters in superhero fiction, their 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 powers are initially sparked by that sort of like adrenaline spike or something. Um, and yeah. this seems like no no exception. Um, and then with Cloak, it's really interesting because I don't know why he's teleporting to where he's teleporting to. I keep trying to put it together. Like, it's either he's teleporting to where he wants to be. I think it's whatever his mind is on. Maybe. You think his mind was on her when he's shooting the guy at the end? That's that's the one thing that makes me think that that might not be the case. Um, um I just don't know. I really don't know. I think I think with that that they're they're going to try to say that they're drawn to each other. Like with sure. that surge of emotion like that, they they're drawn to each other toward each other. Right. Um I just don't. I, I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't, I don't know yet why he teleported where he teleported. I still. It, it doesn't seem consistent yet. But maybe they'll explain that. Maybe. Maybe yeah. it'll come become clearer. The, the power that I don't know if they have in the comics. Maybe they do. Is that it seems like she shows people what they hope for and can see what people hope for, and he shows people what they fear. 
Yeah, um, the way that I am interpreting it is that she sees the light. Right. Like, she gets the light in their souls or their hearts or whatever, and he sees the darkest things in their in their um, their psyche. Right. Uh, that's actually a, a, a thing that he does in the comics. Um, okay. Does, she, does she do the opposite? His, uh, no, not... Not as far as I know. Well, I, I um, really like that as a change. I, I like that it just adds depth to both their characters, especially her being sort of a dark character who has a lot of, uh, you know, has, has lived a hard life on the streets. Her and seeing, has lost her light. Yeah, her constantly seeing the light in other people or or the, you know, the hopes or the uh, dreams of other people. like The good intentions. Yeah, like that. That's that's kind of a cool juxtaposition. Um, and, and we saw what she did in the first case where she sees it. She runs from her boyfriend. Um, yep. And then he, while he is, uh, he obviously has the one traumatic experience in his past of his brother being shot, which is horrible, and his, and his mom having a hard time with it, uh, of course. Um, it seems like he, other than that, has been raised in a pretty, uh, pretty good environment, pretty cared for. By both yeah. his parents and his teachers, and he has like a priest that he looks up to, and uh, <laughs> he's going to a Catholic school, like yeah. Catholic prep school. Now I so want Daredevil to show up, right? <laughs> why is that? Why is Daredevil not here? Um, well, he's going to Saint Sebastian's in New Orleans, and Daredevil went to Saint Agnes in New York. Um, so I don't see, I don't see a problem. Both of them are new. <laughs> York where, and where did, Orleans. Where and and then uh, Luke Cage was in like North South Carolina or something like that, right? Uh, bad, yeah. He was in like in a Baptist region. church in South Carolina or something like that. I've, I'm not sure if I'm right about the state, but that sounds sounds right. Georgia, I think it was. Georgia, was it Georgia? But mm, that's even yeah. closer to New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm saying. We need like a little. We need a little superhero road trip. Um. <laughs> I would really love to. I'd love to see any. I just. I was excited to see another Catholic superhero, uh, just because of Daredevil. I love Daredevil, and I love his sort of struggle dealing with his vengeful side and dealing with his faith. Uh, yeah, I, I just like the complexity of his character, and the same sort of thing here. Um, you have this this character who is dealing with all this pain and all this desire for vengeance, but he's. In the end, it's not a vengeance for him. It's vengeance for his mom that gets him to actually go and attack this guy. He leaves, and it's just for him. But then he finds out. He sees the darkness in his mom and sees how she, how much pain she's in, and that's what yeah. that's what drives him to go. And that was interesting. And, he and, says, "I'm going to cure this poison for everyone in my life. Yeah, everyone that this guy has poisoned, I'm going to solve it all." Which that's not how that's not how retribution works, but. Um, and I think I think we'll see that he'll learn that. But yeah, I mean he's a teenager, so yeah, it totally teenagers felt, think in extremes. It totally felt realistic that he would do what he did. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Did, I, I don't think he didn't shoot her at the end. I don't believe. No, but no. At the beginning close. of the episode, you see the bullet is lodged in the headrest. Okay, I missed. And, I, uh, I, I missed that. I was trying. I uh I paused it at the wrong time and missed a couple things when I pushed play, but yeah, that that makes sense. I saw that car and, and I was like, "Where did that? What was that car about? Um, <laughs> What's this for?" Mm-hmm. 
I, I think that the uh, these first two episodes had a really good use of flashbacks, like at the at appropriate times. They didn't feel out of place. They, um, you know, they they did the time jumping around very like pretty solidly. I think I thought they did it okay in the first episode. The second episode didn't do it that much, but the first episode. Um, I almost wish they'd just done it chronologically. Like it was a little bit jarring when they jump back and forth from their child versions to the adult versions of the people. I, I don't know. It just seemed a little bit jarring at times to me. But maybe. But 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 no. Uh, yeah. I respect um. for the way you saw it. <laughs> <laughs> you can enjoy it if you want to. Yeah, you can, you can like what you want, man. I ain't stopping you. <laughs> Uh, so, like, looking at the powers on Wikipedia for, like, the comic versions, yeah, Cloaks, Cloaks specifically says, Cloak can teleport by, I'm sorry, wrong sentence, people enveloped by Cloaks Spoiler darkness. Spoiler alert. Yeah. People enveloped by Cloaks darkness feel numbing cold and experience terrifying visions of their own greatest fears and nightmares. Wow. Yeah, and he... So like, I was right on that, the fears and nightmares. Yeah, his, his, uh... His teleportation is actually through the Dark Force dimension. Okay. In the comics. Oh, that takes and so much sense you remember, Yeah. If you remember, the, the Dark Force came into uh, Agent Carter Season 2. Yep. And had a very similar uh, wispy, black, smoky tendrils yeah. Oh, kind man, of I love that they're it. tying that together so well. And that was... I forget exactly how the Roxxon Corporation was involved, but they were involved. Yeah. In the Agent, Agent Carter episodes. Yep, yep. Um, Very cool. Yeah, and I like that the, uh, you know, like, Daredevil has this metaphorical darkness inside of him, and Tyrone, Cloak, has this, like, physical, actual, like, visible representation of what, it, at least he thinks, yeah. the darkness that is inside him. And he's like, holy crap, I am... Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? No, he's I just, am so badly poisoned. The the way that you see the two different characters, I really I'm really excited to see the the way that she's so dark and she's going to be constantly confronted with people's light, and he seems like such a light, airy, good kid, and he's going to be constantly faced with people's darkness. Like that's yeah. going to be that's going to be an interesting. I feel like there's no way there's not going to be good character development on this show because they're both oh, going to yeah. be faced. Forced to face things they aren't really ready to see. Uh, and that's, I mean, that's like, that's life. As far as from his perspective, that's life for a black man at this point. Because, you know, like uh, like his mom said, I'm, I'm scared that even if you do everything absolutely right, I'm still going to lose you. Yeah, that's exactly Which, right. Which, oh my God, like, talk about ripping the heart out and showing it to you. Like, I... I I was trying really hard to find the ninjas who were cutting onions in my home <laughs> when that happened. Yeah, that was a that was that was an intense scene, and obviously this is ripped straight out of headlines and where we are in America right now. Um, yeah, it's very culturally aware. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> and you know, I, I I almost hate that they made the, uh, and I don't think they will. I'm not sure yet. We still have yet to see what this redhead is about. Oh, the uh, the cop, ex-cop. So, we know one of his greatest fears, or his greatest nightmares, is the moment... Yeah, his he, darkness. Is the moment he shot that kid. Yeah. 
So, which oh man, like, I love that, that, that a whole new thing that gave him a lot of depth. He's not just a mustache twirling, uh, like. I shot a kid and hid from it, but he actually hates that that happened. Like he is a, he has a conscience he's running and he hasn't paid for the price for the thing that he did. Um, but he does have a conscience about it. Um, yeah, he and does when it, regret it, even when it happened, uh, it's because of that explosion. He got scared and shot. It wasn't, it wasn't because he just wanted to shoot it. He wasn't mustache twirly at all. And I think what we're going to see, maybe, maybe not, I think they're going to bring him to justice. I think that Cloak is going to want to kill him, as we've already seen he wants to do. But he's going to realize that he's not even necessarily that bad of a guy. He's a guy that got scared and did a thing. And it's like sort of this, um, the hiding is what was really wrong. And then you've got this whole institutional, apparently his uncle works as a cop who protected him. Like that's that's almost the greater evil in all of this. Like a, a guy made a horrible, 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 did a horrible thing in a moment of, like in a moment of weakness and he should have like lit he should have like you know and yes racism of course there's racism involved in that yeah but it's obvious it's that funny. it was obviously he didn't want to do it like it's obvious in the moment when he does it his his face drops he's like because he he just got scared and i mean legitimately he's probably racially scared because of the black man in front of him the black child in front of him which is ridiculous Unarmed, yeah, an unarmed yeah. black child in front of him. Absolutely ridiculous to be scared in that situation. But when that big explosion happened, there's like legitimate fear there, <laughs> and he's yeah. just he did not have control of his gun. You know, um, that's it's an awful it's an awful moment. But he shouldn't have had his bugger hook on the meat switch. I agree. I totally agree. Um, but anyway, <laughs> but. Uh, I think they're going to have to take down... I think they need to take down the institutional, like, problem. Like, like whoever that uncle is is probably the real villain. The deeper yeah. villain. Although, this red-headed dude keeps doing something... He's He's been suspicious in the current timeline. Yeah, it's like... We don't know what... He, oh, yeah, he was doing some, he was doing some sort he's of... He's fallen uh, to darkness. <laughs> yeah. It looked like he was trying to sell that cocaine. That's right. Straight that's out of right, the evidence right. locker. Uh, yeah, that's right. So, he's see, he's definitely a bad guy now, but we don't know how much of that was, like in him in the beginning or if he was just like a guy who did a bad thing and went down that path i thought it was interesting that they made that distinction that they make it they made a distinction between him having him him actually being regretful and him making them like the, the 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 shock on his face that he had done it he wasn't just mustache twirly. I, I don't know. There's a lot of complexity there that you can really break down, <laughs> as I yeah. am, and trying to skirt around, trying to be too... I definitely don't want to let him off the hook for what he did. It's horrible. But I also yeah. want to like, like, acknowledge... He still did a bad thing. Acknowledge that the show... Acknowledge what the show is acknowledging, which is that he's a human being, you know? He's not... Yeah. He's, he, at least at that point, he wasn't the mustache twirling villain. Um, yeah. So that's, that's interesting to me. Yeah, I, I I really want um I really want the characters to like have a conversation with him. At least Tyrone have a conversation with that guy and like you know, come to the understanding, come to the realization like yes he did a bad thing 
and then he did a worse thing and didn't respond to it correctly, and then the institution is bad because they helped to cover it up. So now he needs to take down the institution, and that's when they become the heroes, you know, trying to save New Orleans and and clean it up and you know yeah. fix the corrupt cops and all that. And like then it can become a, a superhero story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's interesting is. You know, we're sitting here talking about how the fact that one of the things that make you that humanizes that cop character is that his his fear or nightmare that he's shown by the darkness is that night. So he's still that's still a, a regret for him. Um, yep. I wonder if once Tyrone fully understands his powers, if he if just by by understanding <laughs> his powers. He will understand that, like, oh, that guy is one of that guy's greatest fears or nightmares is the night that he did that thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I just I laugh when you say when he like when he comes to understand his powers because like there was a point where he was just like aha I understand how this works like wraps himself up in a tarp and then oh that was like, so funny oh this didn't work oh shit and then he gets the crap kicked out of him by the other the other basketball Which, team members i mean it was really clever because that's how i thought it worked too i was sitting there paying yeah. attention like what's making him disappear and it was always when his when he was fully covered up first in water yep. then in 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 some various things throughout the episode that first episode he gets covered up in different things and teleports and then he was like i figured it out and then and i was thinking the same thing and then nope, <laughs> it was a really it was it was a nice little turn. Well, if you look at the tarp that he tries to cover himself up with, the part that was touching him was white. And before, when he teleported, everything that he was wrapped up in was fully black. Is that is that what it is? Is that how that works? I guess so. I just don't know. I guess that's what they're going with. I don't know about that. That seems kind of dumb. You know, it could be. It's a little too portal but... for me. <laughs> Okay. You ever, played, okay. you ever played Portal? Both of them, yeah. I love that game so much. That's maybe it's the, a good game. Maybe the best video game. Maybe the best video game ever. Um, besides the Arkham games. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's like I mean, part, no, the Arkham games don't have Cave Johnson. Who's Cave Johnson? You don't remember Cave Johnson? I don't. Oh, it was in Portal Two. Hmm. And when you're going through spoilers for Portal Two, I guess yeah, spoilers. Uh, when you're going, great. You should all play it. When you're going through the underground part, the old lab, and having to work your way back up, you get all those like those messages from Cave Johnson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't remember his name. It's that guy. Didn't remember his name. I, I just the the whole thing was great. It's like the best voice acted, best mechanics, like super brain teasy and hard to hard to figure out at times and like. Did you play? The, did you play the two-player missions? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, they're so good. It has an entire it separate story where you play two-player, which is just awesome. Um, yep. I just love that Cave Johnson is J.K. Simmons is Cave Johnson. That's right. That's right. See, that was yep. that was like before I really knew J.K. Simmons well. So that's funny. Ah. Like I, at that point, I only knew J.K. Simmons as um as Spider-Man's boss or whatever. J. Jonah Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson. I never can remember J. Jonah Jameson and J.K. Simmons' names at the same time. Because... It's okay. He's just... He's J. Jonah Jameson. They're so similar. Well, I used to think... Yeah. That's how I used to think of him. And then more recently, Whiplash was amazing. Uh, it's it's it, uh, he, won, he won the Oscar for Whiplash. He's amazing in that. Best Supporting Actor, I think. Okay. Really great movie. 
super great. I, I loved it. Okay. Um, it's about him training a drummer, played by Miles Teller, and he's teaching a drummer. And he's a drum instructor, but he's like a super hard ass drum instructor who like makes people play till they bleed and stuff. Like it's really really dark sort of, but it's Shit. about like what breeds genius and like is it worth being that dark if if it may breed genius out of you like um it's it's really it's an interesting it's really interesting it doesn't answer that question it just kind of poses it and it's super great movie great movie um hmm. one that won a lot of oscars that year um but then i then more recently he's on a show called counterpart on amazon prime actually i think it's on stars and it is i watch it on amazon prime it is one of the coolest shows I've ever seen. It's one of the best acted and best sci-fi shows. It's called Counterpart. It's great. And I'm worried. Okay. I don't hear anybody talking about it, so I'm worried that it's not going to get picked back up for a second season because it's so good. But it's just kind of a – I guess that not that many people know about it yet. Counterpart. Watch it. Okay. J.K. Simmons I'll, is the best. I'll try to watch it. Alternate realities and stuff. It's up our alley. It's up our <laughs> alley, nerds like me. Um, yeah. So, any let's talk. Anything else about Cloak and Dagger you want to talk about? Um. I feel like we, we, you know, a lot of times when we do these discussions, we talk about the characters. I feel like we've yep. covered most of the characters because most of really the, the show built two characters. In these first two episodes, it really focused in on the two characters that it built. Everyone else was pretty thin. Well, we talked about yeah. the redhead had a little bit, the redheaded cop. Everybody has enough depth to feel like a real person, but all of their stories are just feeding into the cloak and dagger story, which is what we want right, oh, yeah. at this point. You know, the yeah. the mother uh, is is a junkie. It seems like, but. The mother of Tandy. Right, right, sorry. Tandy's mother... Not the mother of Tyrone. There's a lot of stuff they can do here. Because like, Tandy's mother seems like a junkie, but she's a junkie that you kind of understand why. Like, she apparently already had some... I don't know why I took it this way, but when I was watching the very beginning of the first episode, and he says, your mother can't come, her back's hurting, I think she said. Yeah. I was like, they're going to do an opioid thing with her. And then it jumped forward, and she's a drug addict. And I was like, there you go. I bet she had... Nailed it. Um, I, I bet she was, uh, you know, even back then, probably probably doing too many opioids or drugs, maybe even prescriptions, but then over time got worse and worse. Um, and, but even though that, that, that like, you, you kind of can't feel for her character because she treats Tandy so bad and she's a bad mother, she also lost her husband, who was probably... T- <laughs> her rock and taking care of her and all this stuff. Like that's, that's kind of, that's kind of hard. And then you've got, uh, her mother is some sort of politician. I didn't really get exactly what kind of politician she is, but she talks about politics and she's a politician. Did you, did did you hear her on the phone? What she said? Yeah. She, uh, she was telling somebody not to back down like they did with Roxxon. Yeah. So she has some sort of, experienced the Roxxon Corporation as well, and she's a politician, so I'm assuming that's going to feed into future storylines. Um, the dad has some sort of obsession with Larry Bird, and that was weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right? Wasn't it kind of weird? It's, it's a little... I mean, eh, he's a basketball player, I think, right? Mm-hmm. 
He is. So, you know, he's a good basketball player, somebody to look up to. Well, I think I, I think the lesson he was teaching him, and I don't know if this is even true, I don't know anything about Larry Bird, but he was trying to say something about how Larry Bird worked really hard, and that's how he got where he was. And he was trying to teach the son that he needs to work hard and not give up. But it was just kind of a weird example. Like, there's lots of other more, either more modern or more, like, apt examples than Larry Bird, I feel like. But it just, uh, the dad loves Larry Bird, apparently. Um, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so, the, the, all these characters, the boyfriend was a super interesting character. Tandy's boyfriend was a super interesting character. Um, so far, the girlfriend of Cloak, of, of Tyrone, is pretty thin, but... Uh, not even his girlfriend. Even, yeah, yeah. I don't even think that that really qualifies as girlfriend. She's just a girl at school right. that's like, please like me, and he's just like, I've got a lot of shit going on right. in well, my life. You may have know. noticed. I don't know about that. I think in the beginning he did seem to like her and was excited to see her and everything, but now he's got a lot bigger fish to fry. It seems like, yeah, bigger redheads, yeah. bigger gingers to fry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um. That's Detective Connors. Detective Connors. So, so I just feel like they did a really good job of making all the characters, um, re- not necessarily relatable, but feel like real people. And then what, yeah. what they did on top of that, though, is every they didn't waste any characters. Every character really adds to the story of the two main characters and establishes who the two main characters are. Yeah, and it establishes this. It not only establishes them, but it establishes the world that they're in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, kind of, you know, fills it out. Similar to the way we talked about how Daredevil is, where, like, you know, Hell's Kitchen is a character in itself. Right. Like, it's a living, breathing character. Well, they do, they do a good and, job of filling it out with real people. At least a couple of seasons where you just get to know the people that live in Hell's Kitchen, and it makes them feel, makes when, when the stakes are there, it makes the stakes feel more real, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like they're doing that. Uh, for this New Orleans-based pair. Yeah, for sure. And um, I really want them to... I don't know that I necessarily want them to tie in to the movies or the other shows in, like, a huge way, but, you know, those small mentions that we've seen in other shows, like, I'd, I'd appreciate that just to, you know, clue us into where the timeline, where, yeah. <laughs> when they're happening. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd, li- I'd like that too. Obviously, I want tie-ins, and I, I've talked about it a million times how much I like the continuity, um, and the, the deep, deep, hot continuity. But we, um, I'm fine. I also want them to tell their own story. So I, I think this first yeah. season, tell your own story, maybe mention something from the Avengers or whatever, maybe throw a mention in there. But like, I, this show is rife for a crossover with Shield or or oh, yeah. the Defenders. Like they they need to do some sort of crossover thing. I think I think they just should. Like it just should happen. <laughs> they just should. I realize it's not the zeitgeist. The the major zeitgeist of the world probably doesn't even know that these shows are all connected like they are. Um, but we do, and they're throwing us enough little little bones to let us know, like the Roxxon Corporation. But have there has Roxxon ever been mentioned in any of the Netflix shows? I don't think so. Okay, I know it's been mentioned in in, in Shield and Agent Carter, but I don't remember if it's ever been mentioned in any of the Netflix shows. Uh, no, but they've been mentioning Roxxon for like eighty years of the storytelling. <laughs> like, <laughs> I really would yeah. like them to. Uh, 
you know, like let me know. Like I'd like to finally have some sort of showdown with Roxxon. <laughs> well, it got. Oh, I did get mentioned, um, just kind of offhand. Okay. Uh, in Iron Fist. Sweet. Okay, so at least we have that tie-in all together. That's kind of cool. Yes. So, interesting. interesting. Well, uh, you know, at least, like, have a villain who ran from S.H.I.E.L.D. show up in New Orleans. You know, something like that. Like, just do something, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see some crossover stuff. And they have the ability. But, um... Anyway, any other things you want to touch on before we uh, we should we close out this episode? Uh, not really. Just uh, you know, hoping for the series to continue as good as it has. Because so far in two episodes, I'm hooked. Yeah, I'm definitely. Like they got me. I, I'm I'm as interested in this show as I am for the Netflix shows. You know. Yeah. Uh, which I was a little worried with being on a new network. I, you know, they really seems to. These Marvel shows seem to be very dependent on which network they're on as to kind of how they do and what kind of show they are. Um, and I just didn't know what they were going to do with it. And they they seem to be really... Like, Runaways felt a little more childish. I still liked it, but it still it felt a little more childish. Yeah. Um, and, and it seems like this is going to be um, almost Netflix, you know, that kind of a show. You know, I'm okay with that. Oh, yeah. You know how much I love the Netflix stuff. <laughs> Looks like Cloak and Dagger got a point three on the ratings. Okay. Which is about average, apparently. Okay, cool. For, yeah. Hopefully it does well enough to stick around a little while. I, I like it so far. And, and we're really just getting the origins. We'll see what happens when it gets a little more uh, a little more serious or whatever. When, when we find out what kind of heroes they are. Yeah, because that's a big thing. Like, the one of the major reasons I didn't like Inhumans because I didn't really care about their mission. Like, I want you to be in control of Adelan. Why? You don't seem like you're that good at it, or that like that. <laughs> you nice. kind of just suck. <laughs> like, you don't seem like there's a reason. You, you're giving me no reason to want you to be in control of Adelan. Mm. And yeah. so, like, why do I care? And 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 they never they never did answer that question, and the show ended. <laughs> um, so they need to they need to give me a reason. Now they've already given us some compelling villain uh, storylines to work with. We've got Roxon, who probably is responsible for their uh, looks. Re- seems responsible for their um, uh, condition, condition, and maybe other things. We don't we we just don't know yet. Um, we know they've been operating since the 40s, at least. There's some sort of systemic cor- corruption uh, with the police that, that I think we'll have to deal with. At least deal with the, 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 the redhead and his uncle, who may be dead at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's just a lot of ways they could go. It just kind of depends on what they do and what kind of motivations they give their main characters and what kind of outcomes they're trying to see as to whether this show will be interesting to me or not. Um, so, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they'll do. It already, they already made me care about multiple things. So I'm, so I think I'm going to be in. I think I'm going to be It's a good start. It's a good start. Very good start. Yeah. Um, all right guys. Well, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Uh, hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. If you'd like to support the podcast, 
uh, reach out to us at patreon.com slash mcucast. If you'd like to hear the show live when it comes out, we're at uh, twitch.tv slash mcucast, I think. Yes. And uh, youtube.com slash mcucast. So check those things out. Uh, We'll be um, around doing live streams soon and doing uh, lots more podcasts. So thank you very much. We'll be back with you soon. Peace. Until next time, true believers. (laughs) 